Ayrubin Daf Kof. The last thing we were discussing was a the Mishnah, the bottom of Tzaditel Amudbet, was talking about a tree that's branches are like a willow and they almost reach the ground. You're allowed to carry under that area, and the Gemara explained less than two se'ah because it wasn't enclosed for living purposes. Now, the Mishnah also said that if the roots were coming out of the ground and they're more than three tzfahim above, they become part of the tree and you're not allowed to sit on it on Shabbat because then you're using a tree. And with that, we are starting Dafkof Amud Aleph, about three lines in by the two dots, where it says, Sharashav Gevohim in Aaretz If the roots are above the ground, we're not allowed to sit on the tree. Now, Itmar, Shashay Lana Bain Milmala, Mishelosha Letoch Shelosha. Roots of a tree. I guess they went upwards, now they came back down, they're within three of the ground. Rabba says you're allowed to use, the, allowed to use that uh, area that is less than three tfahim from the ground. Rav Sheshat says you're not allowed to use it. Rabba because at the end of the day, anything that is less than three tfahim from the ground is considered part of the ground, therefore you can sit on it. Since they're coming from an Isur area, since they're starting at an area which is Asur, therefore Asurim. Now, if you take a look at that picture on the right, where you have roots going up and then roots coming down from it, they're like a mountain. The salkin la'ila, the parts that are going upwards, Asurim, you know how to use Then the parts that are going downwards, share. You're allowed to use them because, because they're lower than three tfa'im. Litzdadin. How about the ones that start up from the top and they come downwards? Plukta de Rabavir of Sheshat is the same machloket as Rabavir of Sheshat. Vechen anigra and same story, same machloket. A case where a tree is planted in like a tunnel, a duct, where it's supposed to bring water into, into a field and the walls of the duct are higher than where the tree starts from. According to Rav Shishat, we would, uh, count, we would start counting the three tfahim from the bottom of the duct, and the bottom of mash where it's planted from. And according to Rabah, we start counting from uh, three tfahim above where the duct uh, starts, meaning you look at the walls and three tfahim above those. Vechen bekeren zavit, same idea with a tree in the corner of a fenced area or a walled area. So you have a tree and a wall going to the left, wall going to the right. Am I allowed to use uh, the, the, any area of the tree above the wall? Am I, do I, where does the three tfahim start, uh, start from? Does it start from the ground? And we go according to Sheshat, or do we say like Rabban, we start counting from above where the uh, the wall is and uh, it's very good to look at the pictures over here to get an understanding what's going on Abaye had a palm tree growing in his house and it uh, I guess it came out of the roof and he came in front of Rav Yosef what do I do with this and uh, he allowed him to use it uh, when Rav Yosef allowed you to use it, he held according to, to Rabbah. The Kama says, Pshita, well, obviously he went according to Rabbah, according to Rav Sheshat, we count from the ground. No, I would have thought, I feel Rav Sheshat, maybe a house is different. Why? Maybe we look at a house as if it's full of dirt, it's full of stuff, and therefore the ground actually starts on the roof. 
Therefore, and maybe I have permission in the case of the house only to use uh, the three tfahim above the roof. The Rav Sheshat also in the, in the case of the house would count from the ground and the Rabbah would allow it. Now, Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, If the roots are above three tfahim, don't sit on it. What are we talking about? If they don't come back down, pshitaf. Of course, it's asur. Rather, you have to say, even though that they're coming back down, it's still asur, and it's a problem on Rabbah who says if they come down, you're allowed to use them. The Gemara says, no. No, we're talking about a situation where they don't come back down. So, what's the problem? What's the chidush? Let's say this tree. It has its roots above three tfahim from the ground on three sides. And one side, I guess the ground is a little bit higher. And it's less than three tfahim. Over here, even Rabbah would agree that it's a sort to use uh, even that side. Because the three sides are above three tfahim from the ground. And that's the Hidush of the Mishnah. Now, Tan Rabbanan. You have roots that are above three tfahim from the ground. Or there's an empty space under the uh, under the uh, under the roots, and if the root is going long in one space uh, during the during the length of the root, there's uh, there's an empty space that's three tfahim. Even though on one side it's connected to the ground. Don't sit on the, those roots. Because we don't go up on the tree. We don't hang on a tree. We don't uh, lean on a tree. And Shabbat don't go up on a tree and sit over there. Call the entire Shabbat. Whether it's a tree or it's an animal. Aval bor, if it's a hole in the ground, siah, another a ditch, me'ara, cave, gader, or a fence, metapes ve'olem, tapes ve'ored, you could climb up, climb down, mafilo en me'ama, even if it's a hundred ama, has nothing to do with korah, rather, we're more worried that uh, you might uh, maybe cut off a branch or something like that. And even with the animal, there's always a worry that you're going to be, uh, you're gonna, the animal's going to lead you under a tree and you're going to break off a branch. That's uh, that's the Now, on one hand, we see that if you go up a tree on Shabbat, you're allowed to come down. We have another bright, that you're not allowed to come down. So Gemara explains, If you came up, you're allowed to come down on Shabbat. We're not punishing you. But if you went up on Shabbat, we're going to make you stay there the entire Shabbat. Both cases that you went up on Shabbat. Well, you didn't know the halacha. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Okay, we allow you to come down. If you, what do you call it? If you did it, if you went up, even though you know it was a sur, we're going to punish you that you're not allowed to come down. Or you could say, both bright thought have a habeshogeg was a mistake. Over here, there's a machloket. Uh, do we punish the person who did it by mistake because of the guy who might do it on purpose? More savar can see the bright that says you're not allowed to come down. Obviously, says 
we're not going to just punish the person who did it uh, on purpose. We're also going to punish the guy by mistake, so we can, so to make sure that no one does it on purpose. Umor Savar and the bright uh, that holds that you're allowed to come down. Look, Ansina, we're not going to punish the guy who did it by mistake because you might come to do it on purpose. And it's like a machloket tanaim. This machloket goes. Uh, it's talking about uh, the blood that's supposed to be thrown from the korbanot on the mizbeach. There's three types. There's uh, you have korban hatat that you have to throw on all four corners of the mizbeach. Then there's korban olav the kasham todash lamim that you throw on two corners, the northeast and the southwest. This way you get all four uh, sides of the mizbeach. And then you have korbanot uh, like bechor maaser pesach. You only have to throw one at the end, and that's it. So now, so we said it's the same machloket. Why? Hanitanin b'matana hot. Korbanot only have to throw one. Shnit arvu benitanin matana hot that were mixed up with other korbanot. You only have to throw once. For example, like uh, the blood of a bechor with another blood of a bechor. Just throw uh, whatever all that blood together. Just throw it in one time on the mizbeach, and you're good. Matan. Arba b'matan arba, korban that uh, you that you have to throw on all four sides, like korban hatat mixed with another korban hatat. Okay, fine, you throw it four times and you're good. Now here's the problem. Matan arba, think of something like a korban hatat that got mixed with a b'matan hat, which uh, let's say a bechor. Now Tosfot doesn't like this because then because the, the, these are thrown at different areas on the mizbeach, so he gives different shot. But uh, let's just go with uh, Rashi's explanation. Rabbi, either way, let's say it got mixed up. So just throw it uh, on all four sides because at the end of the day, doing mitzvah the right way is going to push away uh, the avera of baltosif. We know we're not allowed to add it to any mitzvah. You can't put five. Uh, Tzitziot uh, on a uh, on a, a beged, you can't uh, make five minim on a lulav, and over here you can't uh, throw uh, something that only needs one uh, one th- throw on the mizbeach. You can't throw it four times. But he says, but if I want to do the mitzvah the right way of korban hatat, then I'm allowed to throw even bl- if there's blood of a bechor mix over there. I can throw it on all four sides. Rabbi Yishaomer, you just throw it one time because even korban hatat b'diavad, if you throw it one time, you're still good, and this way you don't have a problem with bal tosif. Amar lo Rabbi But if you're only giving one, uh, one, you're only throwing the blood one time. You're lessening from the mitzvah. That's Abiran itself. Remember, you're not allowed to add, you're not allowed to subtract from the mitzvah. The mitzvah says to throw the, the, the blood four times and you throw it once. Amar lo Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Yoshua tells Rabbi Yoshua back, But you're doing a baltosif problem. No, so you're not supposed to give more than one for the bechor and you're giving four times. So we're back even. Amar Rabbi Yoshua, yeah. Lo amru elak shehu ba'atzmo. There is only a sur of baltosif is when it is by itself, but it's when it's mixed up with other stuff. There is no problem with baltosif. Amar Yoshua using the same uh, th- using the same argument backwards. Uh, also, it's, uh, there's no problem with lotigara only when it's by itself. When it's mixed with other stuff, uh, there's no baltigara. So again, we, we we're at a standstill. Listen, here's the problem, the difference. When you gave four instead of one, you not only you did avira with your actual hands, meaning you did it. When you were supposed to give four, you only gave one. 
Yeah, you, you took away from mitzvah, you didn't do an action in your hand, which is to do an action with your own hand, to do an avira with your own hand is always much worse than not doing a mitzvah. Therefore, I'm telling you, do just throw once, and therefore you're not doing actually issur with your hands. Okay, now let's take this machlok at Rabbi Le'ezer and let's bring it over here to the tree. According to Rabbi Le'ezer who said, it's better that you throw on all four sides, even though you're doing a avera, you might be doing an avera of baltasif. Over here you say, you're on a tree, get off the tree, you're red. Why should you get off? Because you might come to, we don't want you to continue doing the isur. So get down. And you don't have a problem later. But by Rabbi Yoshua said, throw the blood one time. This way you're not doing an action with your hand because sitting and not doing a mitzvah is much better than actually doing the avirah. Over here also, don't come down from the tree. Because by coming down, you might come to, to break something. You might come to, to your, or you're actually using the tree. And by just sitting on the tree doing nothing is not a problem. The, the Gemara says, no, no, you can't say it's the same machlok. Maybe it's not true. There's no, you can, there's no correlation. There's no connection between the the the, 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 the matanot of the korban, the, of the, the throwing of the blood, and the, the sitting on in, on the tree and getting off of it. Over there, Bili Ezer said that you should throw four times kum ase adif. By getting up and throwing it four times, you're actually doing a mitzvah. Since you're doing a mitzvah, it's better. But maybe by coming off the tree, you're not doing a mitzvah. And therefore, you shouldn't get off the tree. And also, you could say the same thing, opposite. Only reason Rabbi Yeshua told you to throw the blood once over there, it's better to sit there and not do an Avera, because you didn't do an Isur. So by sitting there and only throwing the blood once, not four times, you're not doing an Isur. By not doing, by not throwing it three more times, you, you're not doing it, you're not, you're not doing an action. That's okay. But when you're sitting on the tree, the Ka'avid Yisrael, every second you're sitting on the tree, you're, you're doing something that's Asur, maybe Rabbi Yusha would agree to get off. So you can't compare Mahloket. So now the Gemara asks another thing. Whether it's a wet tree or a dry tree, you're not allowed to use on Shabbat. And you have another Brayta that says, You're not allowed to use a wet tree, you're allowed to use a dry tree. Because the dry tree, it's as if it's already disconnected from the ground. So if uh, there's no isur of cutting off anything. No, there's, it, it, it's not a problem. It's not a contradiction between the, the breitot. Breitot that says you're not allowed to uh, use a dry tree is talking about where it's the winter. The tree dried up. You got to wait till uh, the spring, till uh, it starts coming off again. So, meaning it's still connected to the ground. When the Braithad says you're allowed to use it, we're talking about a tree that's not going to regrow in the spring. And therefore, it's like as if it's already disconnected already. And if you cut off a branch, it's not, a, it's not an Isur. Now, the Gemara asks, If it's going to regrow in a couple of months, you're calling it a dry tree? 
Ella, you have to explain a little bit different. La kashia, there's no contradiction. Kan bimotahama, the braita that allows you to use the tree that is dry, we're talking about in the summer. You could pretty much tell that a wet tree, uh, that it has water in it, you could see that it has leaves on it, and the dry tree has nothing. Uh, it, it's just totally dry. Khan, when the Braitaz Oser to use a dry tree is Bimota Geshemim, where I'm not sure is the tree without any leaves because it's winter, or is it because it really uh, because it's really a dry tree? It's it's done. It's that tree. We're always worried that someone might see you going up a dry tree, and they might not know what type of tree you're going up, and there's a reason to be gozer. Now the Gemara asks, wait a second, Bimota Hama Hanatre Pere. How could you go up a tree that is dry during the summer? There's fruits on it, and you might uh, you might uh, come to to push them or push them down, shake something, and they might come off. So my answer is No, the Brayta is talking about when this dry tree has no uh, no fruits on it. But what about branches? They might come off. So the Gemara explains, not big duda. It has thick logs on it. It doesn't have little tiny branches. Ini, is that true? Can you really say that? Rav went to Apastia and he didn't even allow them to use a tree that I guess was dry and it didn't have any branches, only thick logs. So the Gemara explains, no, over there was totally different. Rav found an opening, a gap, and he shut it. Meaning he saw people doing Averot, and he had to uh, give them a, a couple of Gzerot to show them how uh, strict and serious this matter is. A person not to walk on grass on Shabbat. Because a person who is running with his feet is doing an avera. Why? Because when you're running, you're making the grass uh, get cut off. Now, Tana Hadar, one bright that says, That you're allowed to walk on grass on Shabbat. And you have another bright that says, You're not allowed to walk on the grass on Shabbat. No, it's not a, it's not a contradiction. The Baita that's Oser, Ha Belahim, we're talking about wet uh, grass and they might come off. Ha Bibeshim. Grass that's already dry, it's as if it's disconnected from the ground. And there's, uh, even if you disconnect it, it's not, there's no Isur. Or you could say that both Baita are talking about wet. In the summer, there's uh, there's uh, seeds over there, and when you're running and you're, you're, you're uprooting things, that's like a tolesh. Okay, and the winter there, you know, there's no seeds over there. It's just everything is dead, anyways, and therefore we're not worried that you're going to uh, uproot any uh, grass with seeds during this during the winter. or you could say ha They're both in the summer. depends. when we're allowing you to walk the when you're wearing shoes. Ha de lo and when we tell you you're not allowed to run on the grass or when you're not wearing any shoes, why? Because the grass will go in between your toes and you might uh, come to detach some of the grass. or you could say ha veha de sayamane. Well they both of them uh, that uh, you're wearing shoes. there's no problem. Ha the brayta that's oser de itle says when your shoes has uh, uh, nails at the bottom that could uh, grab onto the grass and pull it out. Over there we're talking about, let's say you have a rubber shoe where there's no nails sticking out and uh, we're not worried that uh, the nails will grab onto the to the grass and pull it out. Or you could say, both of them, they're, they're talking about that it's a shoe with nails in it. 
Ha, the Brayta, that's Oser, to walk on the grass. We're talking about the Eat Le Shedacha. It's long grass, and they can very easily catch on to the, to the, shoe, to the nails of the shoe. Ha, the one that's Brayta, that's Matir, the Let Le Shedacha. We're talking about grass that's not long, and it won't catch on to the shoe. Now, bottom line is, today that we hold like Rabbi Shimon, that's something that I don't, I'm not doing on purpose, is mutar, I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to walk on the grass any way I want, because since I'm not uh, doing it on purpose, uh, then uh, it's mutar. A person can't force his wife, to be with her, Tashmisha Mita, Shemar Ve'atz Beraglaim Hoteh, a person who runs with his feet is a Hoteh. And uh, we're talking about the Raglaim of years, Tashiv Shemita, and that's how we do the Rash. Ve'amar Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, Kola Kofe, Ishtol, by Mitzvah, a person who forces his wife to do the Mitzvah, Havyan lo Banim Shanan Hoganim, who have children who are not uh, not good. Amar of Ikabar Hinana, Meikara, I don't know from which Pasuk do we know this, Kam Belo, Da'at Nefesh Lotov. When a person does it below data without consent from his wife, uh, then the nefesh lotov, then the children will come out no good. gam below daat nefesh lotov. What is that talking about? Zeh kofei ishtod v'mitzvah. It's a person who forces his wife to do the mitzvah. Ve'atz be'aglam chotei zeh boel v'shonet. It's a person who is boel his wife and then does it again because you're you're making it a pain for her. Now, any is that true? person who wants the children to be zecharim, boys, you should be boil and do it again. Depends. If it's with her consent, then uh, then it's uh, good. Then if uh, if it's not with her consent, then it's a bad thing. A lady who asks her husband to do the mitzvah, she has children. Even in the days of Moshe, they didn't have children on that high of a level. What does it say in the in days of Moshe? In Moshe, I took the heads of your heads and Hashim Hachamim Vidu'im. But he couldn't find people who are nevonim. What does it say about Le'ah? She went towards Yaakov and she ended up having Yisachar. You're supposed to come to me because I rented you. From the children of Yisachar, there was people who were nevonim, who knew the, 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 the times. They had Bina. You see, from Issachar came out the Nevonim. So now the Gemara asks, Ini, is it true that it's a good thing for a lady to ask her husband for Tashmish? Hava got ten curses because she ate from the Aetzadat. What's a Harba Arbe? That's one and two. It's the two bloods that they give her pain. So dam nida hurts her and dam betulim for her virginity blood or hymenal blood. That's uh, that those hurt her. So it's harba harba itzvonech. She has trouble with the raising of the children. And the Maharsha explains that the, the lady has more trouble than the man uh, when raising the kids. When she, she's pregnant, she has tsar. Uh, 
she's going to have a lot of pain at childbirth. Her husband is her desire. A lady really wants her husband when he goes out uh, on, on his traveling. He's going to rule over you. A lady asks with her heart. It means she could do whatever she wants, but just not actually say the words. And the man actually asks for it using his words. That's the right way to, to be when it comes to ladies. Bottom line is you see that a lady shouldn't ask. So the Gemara explains. When she, you know, we're talking about a lady who dresses up and she tries to show her, her love and affection and she wants it but doesn't actually say the words. Now, Gemara goes back. You said that Hava uh, got ten curses. We only got seven. So, He gave us the other three. Atufa ke'avel. She has to cover her hair, to cover herself like an avela, for its nude purposes. Umnuda mikoladam, and she's asur. She's like a nidui cherem from other people. Vahavusha bebet asurin, and she's like stuck in jail. Why? Because she shouldn't be going out of her house too much. That's a tzeniut. Now, my menuda mikoladam. What does that mean? She's cherem from other people. Ilema mishum de asir la yehud. You want to tell me she's not allowed to have yehud? With another man, a man also cannot be with another lady. She's asur to be with uh, two men. In, in the Mishnah, we learned another three. Uh, whatever the other, the, the, the three klalot are something else. Number one, she has long hair like Lilit, which is this, uh, a lady uh, demon, a lady shed. She sits down and she urinates like an animal. She becomes a pillow to her husband when during Shimu, uh, during Tashmish that he's on top. The reason of Yitzhak and Rav Dimi didn't bring uh, these three. It's actually a good thing for her. What does it say? What does that mean, Malefenu? Hashem teaches us the way to behave from animals. Zop, that's not what are we talking about. Zopereda, Shekorat, Umashtenet Maim. That's a donkey who goes down on its body, meaning it comes down and it makes that way as it's in youth, right? Umeofa Shamaim, Hakemenu. And we will learn. Uh, we will learn uh, from uh, from the birds. Zetanegol. It's the it's the rooster. Shemifayes vehakabuyel. First he talks. He appeases his uh, chicken, and then he does the baila. Amar Rabbi Yochanan il male lo nitnat Torah inu lemedin seniut mechatul vegezel minemala vearayot miyona. If we didn't have a Torah to learn our rules, we would learn seniut from a uh, cat. It doesn't make in front of people, and if it does, it covers itself. Uh, it covers the tzoa, and uh, ants don't steal from one another. And a dove only uh, doesn't doesn't do arayot. It's only with its uh, with its uh, partner and nothing else. Derech eretz mitarnegol. Derech eretz mitarnegol. Shem fayes v'hakach boil. He first appeases his uh, chicken, and then he does the baila. Umayim fayes la. How does he appease her? This is what he tells his uh, partner. The rooster tells the hen, "I'm going to buy you a jacket that uh, reaches all the way up to your grand, uh, up to the up to your feet." 
But after he's with her, he lowers his head and says, Let the crest, the red thing on top of the head of the rooster, let it uh, let it fall off my head. If I had the money and I don't buy you. I'm not I'm not uh, not buying you because I uh, I don't I have and I just don't want to it's because I can't afford it so he speaks nicely to the to the hand we'll stop right here Baruch Hashem Le'olam Amen Ve'Amen